The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, all y'all out there. Thank you for joining once again on the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. My guests were dancing during the show intro. I want to say that. And by the way, you were you were dancing to the, the tunes of my brother, Adam Yaz. That is a song. You, you guys know my brother. Of course you do. Yeah. We love him. He's out there in San Fran. Check out AdamYazYAS.com for his latest musical um, endeavor. And uh, that was a song called Solomon, named after my dad, who uh, David Joseph, you were just saluting about. Yes. So my guests today, David Joseph and Daniel Farser, welcome to the show. Hell yeah. (laughs) So David. I love traveling with my own audience. Yes. (laughs) It's important to me. Yes. (laughs) It's hard to quiet down the capacity crowd here in the studio. When so, they see a superstar, it's nice for them to realize. <laughs> the, the fans. You do it for the fans, right? I your do fear, it all my whole life. Everything you do in oh. terms of fashion and whatnot. Uh-huh. So um, David and I have known each other for a long time. We have had we have common friends. We'll give a shout out to my sainted Aunt Marjorie, who I think mm-hmm. initially introduced us, right? That's right. Marjorie Clapper. Marjorie Clapper. The. the. The one and only. And yeah, um, Chris Spinazzola, that's right. Dan, you have to talk into the microphone if you're going to participate. Okay, here we go. All right. How's that? We want to hear your mellifluous tones. Very good. There you go. There you go. Um, How? So you're you're such a big shot in fashion. I I know not from fashion. You can see I'm I'm currently wearing a blazer with sneakers. We dress the the same way. Well, maybe I'm doing something (laughs) right. You know. uh, John Krasinski, the guy yep. f- most famous for The Office, he was asked about right. his style, and he said it's it's lucky casual. He he throws together a bunch of stuff <laughs> that's all casual, and if he gets lucky, he yeah. looks good, and, <laughs> and that's that's what I like to say. But in a nutshell, tell us about your operation. A little bit about we're gonna get it, we're gonna do an in depth interview in a moment. But it's David Joseph Fashions, David Joseph's yep. designer. People can find you online and all that. That's right. So what's what's the my most recent operation? Yeah, my, my light bus action. Yep. <laughs> That's the most recent operation. No, my operation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I am a fashion designer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. No, I've been around. I'm as old as dirt. Mm-hmm. Have been around doing this for 45 years and have a really blessed and wonderful career. As Christine, Christine Hurley says, our co- friend who's a comic, mm. hashtag blessed. Hashtag yeah, blessed. Hashtag how, how much he, and I love salad. Oh, God, I'm doing Christine Hurley's <laughs> routine. Nope. Um uh, Does she say that ironically? Ironically, they, yeah, yeah, because the plus the yes. plus thing is getting yeah, a bit yeah, much, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's right up there with thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh, like, thoughts yeah, and I'm prayers. blessed. Yeah, yeah. You're blessed. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But then when I do feel blessed, what am I supposed to say? I'm full uh, of gratitude. Let's come up with a different yeah. word. Yeah. I don't know. But when you say blessed, you're, but you have great friends. <clears throat> I so, have so, wonderful. So, uh, we it, say that. And family, right? It's It's been a good, really long career. And we're now in the middle of putting together our annual Fashion of the Rescue benefit, which... We raise money for different 501c3 uh, animal charities. And this year we're doing it for Blues Bridge up in Swampscott, Mass. Danielle Danielle Murr from WAAF Radio. It's her charity. Mm -hmm. And she rescues senior dogs and cats who've never been homed in their lifetime. They've either been in shelters or in foster care. And she takes them in 
at the end of their lives. And What's the name them, of the event again, David? It's called Fashion to the Rescue. Right, Fashion to the Rescue. April and 16th at, West, at Fenway Johnny's in Boston. Everything's at Fenway Johnny's. Everything. That's friend, right. That friend, was your kickoff. Our friend John Karen. Yeah, we yeah. had a Pod Six One Seven kickoff yeah. at Fenway yeah. Johnny's, and Aerosmith is going to do a thing at Fenway Johnny's too. Yeah. I got to figure out a way to glom onto that and get in there. Mm-hmm. That's Stephen and the boys. I know John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, know, I know you do. You know, you probably know him better than I do. And I, and he's, he's great. Uh, and if you haven't been to Fenway Johnny's, they're not a sponsor of the show yet. But hell, <laughs> it's a great place. Right by right by Fenway Park. I had my fiftieth uh, birthday at. Uh, Fenway Johnny's we rented the bottom room there and uh my brother came in and he dressed up like Freddie Mercury and I dressed up like David Bowie and we sang under pressure we missed that he sang he sang well I sang into the microphone I'll just say that so uh, do you know if people want I'm trying to find it online here if people want to information on the event fashion to the rescue yep 2020 Okay. Fashion of the Rescue 2020. Yeah. They either go to David Joseph on Facebook or they can go to Eventbrite backslash uh, Fashion of the Rescue 2020 and find tickets. Uh, uh, right. It's already, We just literally put it up the site last night. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's Very just good. it's just going up, and the fa- Facebook page will be up tomorrow. Are you an animal person? I am an animal. Oh, yeah. Yes. We are animal you lovers. You guys have dogs? We used to. We're empty nesters. Mm-hmm. We're empty nesters now. Okay. They're in heaven. But um, we have all through our lives together. We've been together 40 years. Mm. And uh, now we raise money to rescue animals because our lives are too crazy and we're never in town and we're traveling a lot, thank God, because of and we have a lot my of fun. illustrious, my blessed career. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag yeah. blessed. Hashtag. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up um, allergic to dogs. And I'm not sure if I'm mm. still allergic to dogs. Uh, I think I'm like occasionally allergic to dogs. But... Uh, my girlfriend, Brenda, wanted to get a dog, and she kept saying, well, what if you're allergic, and that's going to ruin everything? And finally, I was like, just get the goddamn dog. Just get the dog. Yeah. You want the dog. It's been a dream of yours. Yeah. Get the dog. Your kids wanted a dog. Mm-hmm. She gets the dog. She did try to get one that was hypoallergenic, I guess, a cockapoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely little dog named Kobe. Uh-huh. Um, I've had a cockatoo, but <laughs> that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met the bird. Good one by you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, but, and so, um, long story short, I'm, I'm now in a relationship with this dog. I love this dog. Oh, you yes, see? I love the dog. And the dog, and it's the, the, you know, the cliche is unconditional love, but it's true. It is true. Yeah. That dog, every oh, time yeah. I walk in her door, oh, yeah. he's all over it's me. Like he's licking me. They've never seen you before. It, it they're so happy you're home. You get, <laughs> you get to a certain age, and if any uh, being is licking oh. you, that's pleasant, right? You know, just, just take it when you can get it, right? Uh, you're telling me. <laughs> really? I've begun, started licking my Myself, but that there again is a whole other podcast. Yeah, okay. All right, would you be game to do what we do here on the Boston Podcast, which is we write the story of your life, yes. and and uh, we'll, we'll focus. We'll make uh, David the the lead character, but uh, Dan mm-hmm. for sure. You'll you'll help me. Fi- you'll He's my Brad Pitt. I'll help you cover sure. it. Okay, yeah. very good. From uh, okay, so here's here are the questions. The way this works is I ask him questions. I fill in a sort of a script here, Mad Lib style, if you will. And then we'll take a break, and then we will perform the trailer to the movie that is the life story of, of David Joseph. <laughs> yes, isn't that cool? Yes. All right. What um, we start off with a, a difficult question. How? What would you most like to accomplish over the course of your life? Lifting people up, making people feel the way that I believe they aspire to be, and sometimes they don't realize. So I'm at a good place in my life where I can help mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. 
Especially, especially dogs. Well, people and well, we do all the work with Liz Walker in the church, <laughs> right, so yeah. right and lifting people and so that's yeah. you didn't you didn't and to your credit, I guess you didn't mention fashion specifically at all. But 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 that's that's funny, right? But you're, right, but but I, I think we're it's a, a nice a, thing. We're writing a book now, and it's fashion is just the little the part mechanism. of the it's mechanism that brought uh, me to where we are to do all these right. wonderful things. Right. Yeah. right, I like it. I like it. Off to a strong start. Things got really serious and philosophical in the studio there for a moment. Did you feel it, everyone? I did. Okay. Well, it's full of gratitude. Words, <laughs> hashtag plus. Uh, what advice <laughs> would you give? I just I need a button just to hit that so to play the sound effect. Hashtag plus. Um, thoughts and prayers. Um, words of advice you would give to a young person? Go fuck yourself. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, truly. Yeah. Learn, learn how to sew. Now, to a young designer or just a young person? A young, a young person. Let's uh, let's say they're entering the professional world, starting to make their mark, decide what they want to do with themselves. Find your path. Find your niche. Be authentic. Do it from the heart. Very good. That's passion, um, right? No, that's anything. Okay, it could be yeah. anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then go fuck yourself. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My, I, uh, I'm acquainted with uh, the comedian Nick Stevens, who's now on. Uh, he's a morning voice on WEI, and he mm-hmm. did those videos in his character as Fitzy. <laughs> it's your old pal Fitzy. Yeah, once again, to tell you about how the fucking Pats managed to blow it <laughs> yesterday. But he closed every video with the old pal Fitzy saying, "Have a great week, and go Pats, and go fuck yourself," <laughs> and somehow made it endearing. <laughs> you know, yeah, can be All right. What, uh, David? What town did you grow up in? Providence, Rhode Island. Hey, let's go Friars. Um, right. Yeah. How, how would you describe the the providence that you grow up in a word or two? Tough. Is that right? Yeah. Tell me about that. I had a tough childhood. I, mm-hmm. Divorced parents, young gay kid growing up in a tough neighborhood, being bullied and hit and all that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. found my way through. And it made me this, a stronger person today because of what I went through then. And the reality is I... Because I like who I am now, I wouldn't change what I went through, but I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, if you don't mind me asking, you said you grew up a young gay man, of course, yep. and um, it would be weird if you grew up a young gay woman. And, uh, no, it's true. And, and, yeah. but, you know what? Uh, See, I gotta be careful. Yeah. That wouldn't be weird. That would be just yeah. fine, everybody. Yeah. Um, were you out to friends, No, I, was, I mean, I was being bullied. I was non-sexual. I was 11. Okay. And beaten up right. and stuff and called oh, names. We're going all I didn't even you. know what I was, but some, somehow people sniffed out things about me and then it, you grow up with insecurities of what is what what is it about me that makes them think i'm this right. um uh even though i was but i was just a kid i wasn't sexual yet yeah do you remember specific bullies oh yeah okay yeah because yeah. i because i do uh, yeah totally because i was you know i'm a i'm a man of six foot three I know, and and he, so what he's you, a stud ladies and think, gentlemen he's a stud <laughs> oh, I, oh. go on Dim no, no, lights, no, just, um yeah. so, so but i was a scrawny painfully skinny kid oh, and really? yeah and in grade school i got not not um it wasn't necessarily a common occurrence but when it ha- but i still remember the occurrences where mm-hmm. i got bullied and uh, one, you know, one kid met me after school and just started punching me. Yep. And there was a kid that that terrorized me. He used to call me on the phone and said, "You got to meet me at the corner of you know Country Lane." Which is this is ironic because Sharon is not exactly the most uh, hard scrabble uh, town. <laughs> However, there were a couple of bad eggs. Mm-hmm. And now here's my question: One of these guys that bullied me mm-hmm. is lives in town now and is is actually friends of friends with me. And I see him around. And I don't think he remembers Ugh. that he bullied me. So my question is, yes, I am biding my time to take yeah. my revenge, but how should yeah. I do so? 
I mean, should we be swift and painful? Just punch him in the nose one day? Call no. me. We'll make a plan. No. <laughs> no, but I would Knows bring it guys. up. I would seriously bring it up. Do you remember how what you used to do to I me? I thought about Let him apologize or let him yeah. show the shithead that he is. And maybe, Damn it. Yeah. That is the right thing to do. Yeah, well, I was going to go to his wife and like invite <laughs> her out. Have with her. Well, that's what yeah, one that's of my right. friends said I should do. But, yeah, the, but, that, but the, the flaw in that is. Have Alexa take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the, the flaw in that is that it could affect the kids. I, I, yeah. See, I'm actually thinking about these horrible <laughs> yeah. things, but I, I don't want them to the kids. It's not their freaking fault. No, I was going to maybe tell his wife. Bully you, his you, kids. You should, that, that'll do it. That's it. That's it. Done yeah. and done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off to the schoolyard. All right. So when you were a young man, what was your dream job? Do you recall? I have always sewn. I've always done what I do ever since I was seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. I was always a little baby homo sitting in my mother's basement, <laughs> listening to Melissa Manchester music and uh, designing dresses. Well, he had a, grand, now, a grandmother and yeah. a mother who sewed. And now ironically, so, 45, yeah. 50 years or whatever it is now yeah. later, I yeah. literally just got a text from Melissa yeah. Manchester because I'm dre- dressing her for yeah. her son's wedding and I just did her clothes for her most recent tour and we're friends which blows wow. my mm-hmm. mind to this day mm-hmm. that the woman my personal Barbara Streisand is someone that I can text and call and meet in LA and we she's, have fun and she's, she's quite awesome too. She's amazing. It's still relevant and beautiful. What's she like? Exquisite. Yeah. In every way. Just so she's so in other words you're... you remember Melissa Midnight Blue sure. and, and uh, uh, coming from the rain don't cry out loud all those great mm-hmm. songs one uh, Grammy for um uh you should hear how she talks about you mm-hmm. and uh and she is everything you know when you meet someone you really respect and admire and you meet them and it's like oh well that was disappointing it's complete right, opposite right. complete opposite with which Melissa is why Manchester. they say never meet your heroes it's the old trope right yeah. but, that's right. the old trope but it's i found it to be the opposite she's wow. got a very positive attitude yeah she's magnificent and, and, her, and she's got this better rainbow uh the song yeah she's just a, still a brilliant web, writer web, website and it's all about positivity <gasps> there's melissa Sound right familiar, there yeah. uh-huh a groove for um Yep, she won the Grammy for this one in the early 80s. That's right. Good tone. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you should hear how she talks about you. Right. That's David Mitchell. Um, so that's that's fantastic. The only similar story that I think of is, I must, my dad must be on my, you brought him up originally, but my dad mm-hmm. met his hero, Duke Snyder, the old Brooklyn Dodger, who actually passed away a few years ago. Oh, wow. But we went to the, when... Duke was, you know, was center fielder for the Brooklyn Dodgers back in the day. My dad like had all his baseball cards and and everything. Okay, Melissa, maybe she's getting a little distracted. Thank you, though, <laughs> Melissa. Thanks for coming to the show. Um, but he, uh, he, we went to Cooperstown to see Duke inducted in like 1981, and my dad had the scrapbook of stuff he had collected, and he he noticed Duke's wife. He was a sought after man that weekend because he's getting inducted to Hall of Fame. It's his big weekend. My dad spots his wife and says, Mrs. Snyder, I'm sorry you don't know me. I'm just a fan, but I compiled this book of mem- of all these memories of your husband and I wanted to give it to him. And so uh, she said, she starts flipping through, this is great. This is great. And she says, Duke, get over here. And here comes the man himself. My dad gets to meet him and um, accepted the book, and which, which is really um, I guess the, a great thing, but there were a lot of baseball cards and they're worth a lot of money. I had to tell my dad that. <laughs> well, that but then yeah, g- right. got to know him and went to those those silly old man baseball camps yeah. where they play. And um, 
one day, you know, a couple of years later, Duke calls my dad and he's, he's amazed. He's like, oh, Duke, it's so nice of you to call. Well, we're coming to Boston. It's all for a card oh. show. He goes, well, tell, can I help you find a place to stay? Or, or, I mean, you could stay with us if you'd like to. And Duke says, great, we'll stay with you. So his childhood uh, oh my God, idol awesome. comes. I was away at college. Duke slept in my awesome. bed. Oh, yes. cool. Yes. I have a story like that. Tell. Do tell. I, I do. Uh, I recently, I, I, okay, I design clothes for a lot of women on Broadway. Our friend Mary Callanan is a big muckety-muck on Broadway who mm. I've dressed for a thousand years and then she made it and she took us along for the ride. Uh, she, When she's not on tour, she'll do some clubs in Boston and do a, a club cafe and do her one-woman show. Mm. I was at one of her shows and I've always known this woman who's a dear friend of hers. Her name is Beverly Beckham. Right. I, know, I know Beverly yeah, Beckham. Yeah, of course. Everyone yeah, knows great. Beverly Beckham. Yeah, yeah. I never put two and two together okay. of who she was. I knew Beverly as a cabaret singer because Mary would always have her come up on stage and do a song with her. <laughs> That's right. how I knew Beverly. She moonlights. Right. I guess. So huh? it yeah. is, um, it's September of this, just a couple of months ago, and Beverly came up to me at Club Cafe and said, David, um, my granddaughter has Down syndrome is and uh, is 16 years old and wants to dress like Cher for in the movie Mermaids. You did Mermaids. this. Yeah. Oh, I can't and and this comes full circle, uh, and dressed like Sharon with the movie Mermaids, and and I said Beverly, do you, do you sew? She said no, not at all. I said well then you just bring Lucy up and mm -hmm. we'll meet and we'll measure and we'll we'll take care of this. We'll do this. Well, long story short, I didn't realize the Beverly Beckham I was talking to was the Beverly Beckham of the Boston Globe. Yep, originally and, of the Boston Herald, of the Boston Herald, Boston right? Herald. Yep. And always uh, writing about her beautiful granddaughter uh, and her beautiful Lucy. family Lucy. and her daughter Lauren Beckham Falcone That's and right. all the beautiful family and everything amazing and I don't want to make it sound like well it is about me because the article she wrote was this beautiful beautiful piece about kindness and about that we were kind to to take on the challenge yeah. of doing this dress and it all came out fabulous but the point of all of this is mm. she puts this piece in the globe and it's just magnificent and Cher sees it no. Cher sees. Oh, my she's, God. She's, she's in Northern Ireland. Cher's in, well, she had just finished. It was just a couple of months ago. On her way to London. She finished her, the leg of the, her European leg of her tour on a Friday. This was Monday because the article came out on Sunday. Monday, Cher's in London and somehow sees the article through her yeah. people, gets the phone number of. Uh, Lauren uh, is, is the mom. Of, of the mom. Yeah. And Lauren evidently is in the dentist chair and leaves a message. <laughs> right. Hi, hi, it's Cher. Uh, uh, I want to. Where's, call, Lucy? where's Lucy? I'm where's calling Lucy? to tell you that I love the way she looked in my outfit. Crazy. And, and, and oh it was just God. really remarkable. And then they all connected, and it was really something. They did. Did they get so, the speaker? Uh, what Maybe. I've been told now is that what happened since is Cher didn't want it to be public. So I see. I'm not going to okay. say anything more. Okay. That's but. Uh, but Something I know how lovely it is. Isn't which, that beautiful? Yes. That somebody of that stature would just reach out in yeah. that way. I can't tell you one more thing yeah. that Cher did for Lucy. Lucy at the same time was uh, uh, part of her high school uh, uh, play of The Crucible. Uh, right. Miller's The Crucible. And Cher sent Lucy opening night flowers. Come you on. Know, when you, really, you get opening night flowers. Oh, it's yeah. from Cher. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that was pretty God. cool. That's uh, that's unreal. It reminds me of. Do you guys ever watch Modern Family? Of course. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it reminds me of when Mitchell gets to talk to Barbara Streisand yes. just through the box at the security <laughs> box. Yeah. Mr. Streisand, no, you don't know me, but I'm the biggest fan of the world. Um, but that good on share, huh? Yeah, way to, way nice, to go, right? share. Yeah. So yeah, I I know. Um, 
I got to know Lauren in my days at Lawyers Weekly. She was at the Herald, and I just thought she was a fantastic writer. And Wonderful. she's just fu- the woman's funny as hell. Then I got to meet Mom Beverly yeah. through through Lauren. Lauren now is on the what used to be the Lauren and Wally well, show mm-hmm. on uh, 105 if, points, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. I can't remember this. All right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Lauren. Um, and uh, her husband Dave is awesome as well. But. Um, she is, um, it's what you say, like Beverly Beckham would say at the cabaret. That's just because somehow <laughs> they have like Broadway in their blood. Like, like I've been to their house for like a holiday party and they'll hire a piano player and people will just get up and start Same. singing show oh, tunes. Right? Oh, yeah. And it's just fun as hell. And it's just, that's so them. She and her sister, Julie, once came to a party that I threw and did a duet and it was no more tears, Barbara, Barbara Streisand, and Donna Summer. And Donna Summer. <laughs> yeah, enough is enough is enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Beckhams, I hope you're happy. We uh, we give you a lot of love on the podcast here today. Okay, they deserve uh, it. And Lucy's my girlfriend now, so now it's going to be a good. tradition that every yep. year I'm doing Lucy's costume, right, for Halloween. I love it. I love it. Um, so back to the interview here, David. Sorry, if you don't yet. mind, that's okay. What was the most humbling job you ever had as a young person? Oh, I know that exactly. So I was a young man, maybe 17, sewing. I had always sewn. And I thought, let me go get a job and make some money doing this. So I went to Trinity Repertory Company in Providence, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And it was going to help them sew costumes. Mm -hmm. I lasted for one day because I was making (laughs) velvet drapes. And and all the sewing I had done in the, what, six, seven years of me sewing, I had never sewn on velvet. And I didn't know what the F I was doing. And I sewed it and it was all bunchy underneath, and the, I broke the machine, I broke the needles, and then I walked away and never went back. Oh, I never that was heard that really story. humbling. Wow. I something I don't know about you. <laughs> I How actually told you this with Sally, my stepmom, really? last week when we were driving her home. But yeah. So velvet is, is a velvet very difficult. It, its so. own creature? Yes, yeah, okay. so it's a nightmare. Right. <laughs> now I know how to do it. Oh. Uh, beautiful. What is that, velvet? Uh, I remember yeah. that's an Eddie Murphy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you lasted one day. One day. And at Trinity um, Rep. Yep. Okay. Tell us. Um, a mentor or someone who inspired you along the way? Uh, okay, there's two people. Yep. When I was, again, a young kid. Can you do this to the mic? Um, just, there you there go. Okay, not, I will make no joke about it. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it is more appealing that I way. I will. <laughs> um, oh, my, you're so big and black. Um, uh, uh, when I was a young kid. You're not who, the first person to make that joke in that chair. <laughs> but am I the first one to lick old. it? <laughs> Just don't turn around. Um, sl- no more slightly. tears. <laughs> mentor. Enough is enough. Mentor. mentor. Bob Mackey. When I was a kid, it was oh, Bob, Mackey yeah, Bob Mackey doing the. So again, back to Cher, who was inspired inspired me to really get really design clothes, design clothes, and knock off Cher's things when I was a kid. Mm. But through when I became a small success when I was 19, 20, 21 years old and had the balls to open up my own store without knowing anything, but decided I'm going to open a store and make clothes for women. It was Yolanda, Yolanda Salucci of Yolanda's of Waltham. She was my mentor, became my friend and love of my life. And Still. the dearest, yeah, the dearest, dearest friend. You said so Yolanda, Yolanda Sol- Salucci. Uh, relation to the, the Salucci yes, family? Yes, cousin. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, oh, there's a funny story there, too. I got lots of funny stories about everything. Go, man. This is a podcast. Uh, Tell uh, us. Uh, uh, Salucci. Uh, the, the, uh, he Paul, was Paul just, Salucci. Paul Salucci was just yeah. taking over as governor. Right. Uh, it was at the Spinozola Foundation oh. event. Oh, comes yeah. And that morning, the Boston Herald had called me the day before and talked about what Paul Salucci should wear f- to be sworn in as the governor. Mm. 
And I, how about my, that? This my, is cool. My man. answer to him was, my answer to the paper was, who cares? What who cares? Matter? He's gorgeous. He he can, <laughs> he can look like he looks like a male model anyway. So the newspaper comes out that morning. Yep. That evening is the the Spinozola Foundation benefit. Someone brings me over to introduce me to Paul Salucci. He said, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I said, you do? Mm-hmm. And he said, of course I do. I've got the Herald ripped ripped apart, and it's on my refrigerator <laughs> door. And my wife, whenever my wife says to me yeah. something funny, I'll always say to her, look, I could be a male model. Yeah, right. David Joseph said so. so. That's great, because he was not known for his levity. I mean, he was he was kind of a serious guy. Yeah. and, and a He lo- was charming. Yeah. He was charming. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yolanda was my inspiration and has guided me and become a dear friend and bought my clothes for a thousand years when she had her store and um we've been side by side going through it all together mm-hmm. very cool she'll be modeling for me at fashion of the rescue That's along right. with liz walker and marjorie clapperud and christine hurley yeah. and uh oh my god oh my god uh, uh, jackie bruno f- who just won an emmy in my gown from nbc news yeah. and cool. lots of people yeah the usual round up the usual suspects yeah all of well, fabulous mm-hmm. people yes um so what you do now is, um, in a nutshell, I'm, I'm continuing to write your story here. Okay, good, yeah. Um, becoming a designer, and uh, I mean, in, maybe you've already said it, but but in in a sentence or two, why is this? Why were you destined to do this? It was in my blood. Mm-hmm. It just was something in my blood. My mother, my grandmother. I took it to a level that they aspired to be at, with the uh, the talent that God gave us. Hashtag blessed. And um, <laughs> took it to New York and had a showroom in the city for 25 years. And in recent years, in 2000... But 2000, you had, but you had your, your mom, all your aunties, everybody sewed. Yeah, everybody sewed. Mm-hmm. sewed. And I made it into a, a su- successful business. And now I just do custom work because I'm getting older and want to retire. But they won't let me. Mm-hmm. And it's been a good ride. Mm-hmm. Has there been a challenge along oh. the way? Oh. So what was it, what's the biggest <laughs> challenge? Why are you laughing? <laughs> a challenge. <laughs> the, okay. The one, whole, the whole thing one has point. been one big challenge? Or well, you're at the mercy. When I had the showroom in New York City and was selling to all the department stores and stores across the country, and you know Neiman Marcus owes you $140,000, and they decided to pay 60 days late, that's a challenge just to keep your doors open and pay your employees because we had 23 employees back then. and mm. all There's lots of different challenges. So the other thing I recommend to young people is, Yes, you can be a great designer and you can sew, but you need to know something about business mm-hmm. so that you can run your own business without people right. taking your money. Yeah, I'm learning that here in this well. uh, crazy podcast business. And it, it's a lot of... I can't believe what I have to pay you just for this, for hey, this podcast. There is no charge for a guest appearance <laughs> on the Boston to, podcast. Commercials? But we have a tip jar. Please, whatever you like to leave in the tip jar is, is appreciated. No, we don't have a tip jar either. I'm kidding, people. My goodness. No. Um, clink, clink, clink. No, but yeah, that is a... Um, when you know that you are good at something, i.e. the creations that you make... And yet, then you bump up against the re- reality yeah. of oh yeah, I got to pay rent. Yeah, like what? No, <laughs> like, that's what? The truth. Tell me about what that was like. Learning all that. It was a learning curve. Oh, uh, I mean, I've had the lowest of lows. Times where we almost went out of business, and Sleep, then the highest of nights. high sleepless nights. Always. I mean, and I mean, luckily life is much more controlled now. But it is, it's still always there when you own look anybody who owns their own business you don't have to be a fashion designer right. you anyone who owns their own business knows the highs and the lows and the employees and the taxes and the all that kind of stuff that you go through this mm-hmm. is a good time now though As we're in a great yeah. great place because look we're old we've learned all the <laughs> lessons and now we really choose who we want in our lives i'm blessed that i'm blessed that i get to choose uh who i want my customers to be i just had a lady in 
half an hour ago who was magnificent lady mm-hmm. and and she said the kindest most beautiful thing to me and it was money doesn't matter just make the gown for me <laughs> I fell in love completely <laughs> I love it when people say that to me too. Yeah, I produce my show. Money is no object. That's right. Great. Money is no object. Let's do a daily podcast. Let's do one every hour on the hour. Just go ahead. Just keep writing me checks. It's nice to have some people like that too that are nice and to have nice, the budget. Exactly right. Not, yeah. And I'm not. And I'm. Well, she did say that, but it wasn't about that. She's just lovely and fabulous, and I'm doing that's this great. wedding for yeah. them, and and that's the that's the real thing. You learn all, all kinds of lessons when you when you you know make your way in business, your own business. I mean things like. Sometimes you absolutely have to work for free to yep. kind of get to kind of get rolling, mm-hmm. but then some. Then you come to a point where you really shouldn't be working for free. And like in, I imagine you, you, what you do, you you bump up against this sometimes. You want to do favors for friends, which which I always do, yeah. but you want to strike a balance. I love right. it when friends come to me and say, "I'm paying you, I'm paying you," yeah. because that that's a special kind of integrity. And then others kind of say, oh, "What? I got to pay you for this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll listen when I work with some of these beautiful celebrities. If they come to me then there's a charge. Mm-hmm. When I'm approaching someone else, when I'm approaching somebody fabulous that I want to meet and work for, right. and I can use my talent to be my the door that opens the way for me to get there, I'm like a pusher. I really am like a drug <laughs> yeah. dealer. I will do the first one free, they get addicted to little Davy Joe, and then I charge them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, here's my secret. But that's true. Shh, edit yes. that. Yeah, well, no. True, <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, I have a sensor beep button here, yeah, right, around right. here somewhere. Anyway, but as long as you are uh, dropping names, yeah. dro- drop a few more. Who else have you enjoyed working with over the years? I, something really wonderful just happened in that, um, and again, this is my generation, but someone who's still relevant and fabulous, the incredible actress, singer, Tony Award winning uh, Melba Moore is receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award by Broadway's Women of Color Association next 10th of February, and out of all the designers in the whole wide world, they chose me to so create cool. her look for us. So we're in New York Monday of next week doing fittings with Melba, and then I said to her, okay, her manager talks like Johnny Cochran, mm-hmm. and he's got this voice. And I sent them out the um, all the sketches and the swatches and everything, and he called me up in Martin Luther King Day, and I said, hi, Ron, how are you? He said, dude, <laughs> I got everything. I got the sketches. I got the swatches. I got everything, and I got to tell you right now. I don't like any of them. Oh, no. And I said, and th- th- part of me, like, almost shit my pants because I've never had anybody say that to me. Yeah. And the other part was like, okay, well, what can we do to make it better? But I never got to say any of those words because he oh, said to me right away, he said, I don't like any of them. I love all of them. Oh, all no. of them. And Melba loves them. And the sketch number one, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and then can go. you dress Melba for the European tour because she's loving these things. And so these just incredible things Keep, Isn't that great? Keep happening. Now, I thought I saw on Facebook you were doing a throwback thing. I, you you tell me whether you were goofing or this was genuine. You, you had the cast of The Facts of Life, the old TV show. Uh, that's real. And you, so, you were, so, t- so I was uh, Okay, back in the impressed. 80s. Tell me about that. Back in the 80s when my yep. clothes were in all the... Again, I was telling you about New York. Well, I had a showroom on 7th Avenue, and my clothes were in every Neiman Marcus across the country and every Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and everywhere. We were. It was big time. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't happy time. It was exciting, yeah. but it was astounding amount of work. The studios would have shopped. Yeah, it was hard. Shop. But the studios, the Hollywood studios would shop the at Neiman Marcus yeah. with their stylists for the TV people. And we started seeing my dresses every single week on Judith Light, who's actress Judith Light, oh, who's the boss. Great, yeah. and, well, now again, Judith is my dear friend for 35 years. That's yeah. right. I've seen photos long of you guys story, together right Long now. story yeah. short, yeah. every week, every week, Angela was wearing one of my dresses. So mm-hmm. I 
back in the day before computers, waited till the end of the show, saw the production company, Tetra, Tetrahedron Productions, next morning went to work, and two, whatever the zip code is, 213, area yeah. code, uh, 555-1212, can I have the number for Tetrahedron? Call them, got the address, overnighted Judith Light address, mm -hmm. saying, thank you, you're wearing my clothes every week, how lovely. The next day I get a phone call from Judith Light yeah. saying, hi, David, it's Judith, and I thought, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, no, it's really Correct. Judith. I yep. love this dress. And, yep. and from that moment on, we've been friends. So cool. And uh, and then who's all the different shows, Designing Women and Knott's Landing and uh, Facts of Life with that beautiful dress. And the best thing is that dress is still so cool. Okay, here's another one. Facts of Life theme song sung yes. by who? <laughs> Gloria Loring. Right. Who I yeah. who I got to make dresses for. Is that right? Yeah. Through, who was the star of a soap opera yeah, that, it's a, <laughs> that's Gloria it's a, Loring. It's a good Facts song. Of life. It's funny you say that because I do a podcast on this network, pod617.com, um, called Past Tens. And me and a buddy, he was just here this morning. We go back and we look at, and Gloria Loring had a top 10 hit. Friends and Lovers. Yeah. That's it. That's Friends it, and dude. Lovers. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And we, um, I just for shits and giggles, I looked up the list of the most famous Glorias in the world, and she was on there. She was like top 20. You know, yeah. Not as high as Gloria Estefan, but still. It was a huge <laughs> hit, and I got yeah. to do her clothes for that tour she did, and um, she was lovely. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I what she's Blair, 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 Blair Tootie, was beautiful. Yep. Um, Lisa Welchel, what, yeah. uh, what, uh, Joe, yeah. yeah. Fond memories, Facts of Life. Okay, we went down the Facts of Life rabbit hole and those other shows. But that, that, that must have been a very exciting time. It was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, to, it was always really cool to do. Uh, another really, 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 really cool thing was when Mary Callan and my friend who mm. was is on Broadway. Well, Mary was a singing comic actress in Boston waiting for the big break, doing gay clubs and doing cruises and doing P-Town and doing all that stuff. And I believed in Mary. I thought she was great and knew she had it mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm clairvoyant. Um, <laughs> and, um, but um, boom. <laughs> I snuck that right in. Should I keep my finger on this button? <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, there's another joke in there, too. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, sure. You're yeah. sitting too far away. Um, <laughs> so Mary eventually did make it and made mm -hmm. it onto Broadway, and she was uh, starring in Mamma Mia and was part of the closing cast and all that stuff. Yes. When Mamma Mia came through Boston, it, it was uh, in July, one of the touring companies, and she was the lead. And they got to sing at the Boston Pops. Nice. A holiday, July 4th thing. And Mary got asked me to dress. They didn't want them to dress in the Mamma Mia costumes, the kitschy, right. crazy costumes. Right, retro the, and all that. Right. Yeah. The, the, the Boston, uh, uh, the orchestra wanted them to dress contemporary, but kind of like they'd be on Stereo Drive, kind of by the water. Okay, sure. So I got to do the cast That's of Mamma cool. Mia. Great show. Uh, Oh, that show. oh my God! Can I tell you something? Yeah. To see that, and then to see the AP pictures was, it was remarkable. It was yeah. just like, and you're part there of are it. times you you pinch yourself, like you yeah. just can't believe this is happening. I remember the the mm. Boston based comedian Bill no. Burr. Um, you heard of Bill Burr? Yeah. The, the you know wisecracking you know. Uh, anyway, redheaded guy. He's um, I mean he's hit it big now, but there was a time when he was kind of just kind of somewhat famous. He was a huge star of the movie Breaking Bad. And he said to his agent, if there's any way you can get me on that show, get me on that show. <laughs> so in, in the third or fourth season, he crops up as one oh, of the, really? the as, yeah, as one of the henchmen for Saul Goodman and a, a couple memorable scenes. And he tells the story of how the, the agent calls him. He says, I think I got your part on Breaking Bad. He goes and he said he's looking at the, the lab where they cook the meth and mm -hmm. all the famous sort of icon, iconic things on the show. 
And he said it felt like I went into the TV screen, <laughs> like yeah, I'm watching right. my favorite show. And right. just in similar fashion, yeah. like I'm sure you're a huge fan of Mom Me. All of a sudden, that's there are moments where you literally so cool. sit back and go. I can't believe this is happening. When Michael Dukakis was running for president, I got to dress Kitty. To be in that inner sanctum, to be yeah. in, to sit in Kitty and Michael's kitchen doing fittings with Cokie Roberts, just us, nice. just Danny, me, Michael, Kitty, six, uh, security outside, and Cokie yeah. Roberts, and I'm doing fittings on what she was going to wear to the Atlanta convention. It was remarkable. It was yeah. like, okay, I can't believe this is happening. It's kind of a weird time to lots of security running around. Oh, yeah. Well, there's Secret sure. Service everywhere. Yeah. 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 Did you uh, advise uh, Mike Dukakis to wear the sweater when he did the press conference during the no. blizzard of 78? You know, he was so <laughs> were... he was so lovely. And, and after he lost, we were again in their kitchen. And he was so genuine mm-hmm. about his reasoning about why he lost. Um, again, it was personal, but it was authentic and that's i i guess i've talked to him on this podcast if too, there's and a he, theme yeah, that yeah. goes through my life it's about working and loving and having close friends who are authentic people like you're on yeah, yeah. and and you know, and chris and and your family and yeah. just people mm-hmm. who actually mean what they say they they mm-hmm. walk the walk and it, dukakis was always like that yeah. and and in the end in a, in a way i guess it cost him he just didn't have the dazzle he didn't have the he didn't have the uh, invented charisma that a lot of politicians well, had. and he he trusted americans to be smarter than what the bullshit they were throwing out about him he truly <laughs> trusted that they wouldn't believe Billy that Horton. stuff and was still living yeah. at the same time yeah even more so now i yeah. think david yeah, thank, i think yeah. we haven't overcome that hurdle of uh it's gotten worse <laughs> You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. I mean, come on. How much? I mean, Mike Dukakis loses to uh, George Bush Sr. How, I, I wouldn't mind having uh, someone like George Bush Sr. there now. Let's not get all political. It's just a fun podcast. <laughs> I say that all the time. All right. We're returning to the script here. We have yes. a few more questions. Uh, okay, what's, yeah. Who's your favorite superhero or action star or fictional movie star or someone of that ilk? Okay. If I had a, f- a favorite action star, it would be Wonder Woman. She's <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> The actress, really? the character. I love her. Mm. I mean, if I had to have one, that's not my thing, but yeah, yeah. Could Wonder Woman be a fashion designer? And if so, what would she do? No, I would be her uh. fashion designer, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why okay. would she do it? She'd just stand there and I'd dress her. She needs a hot guy to undress her and me to dress her. Yeah. <laughs> then her life would be perfect. Uh, done and done. This thing writes itself, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, someplace, you, this, this can be for both of you, someplace you'd like to go before your days are done. Someplace on the planet Earth you'd like to go. Maybe. Besides Pawtucket? Mm. <laughs> That's on my, my wish. Pawtucket, it's lovely yeah, this yeah. time of year, no, yes. Uh, Italy. I'm an Italian who still hasn't been to Italy, yeah, if you can down. imagine. Yeah, I mean. Well, why do you want to go? Uh, be, he needs to go. Yeah, my heritage. To, yeah. To, I love going to Europe. I love seeing where we come from, where, the, where it all began, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Italy, because I'm an Italian. Mm-hmm. And you never been? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, nope. I, I've been once. I, um, I was there. You've been there. Danny's been there yeah. a couple of what, times. What cities did you go to? I was all through Tuscany and down through Amalfi. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he does Roma. need to. Be, he's become and, the uh, mysterious yeah, voice yeah, yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, which would be an asset when we go, because we will go. Yeah. Yeah, I went and did the, with my wife of the moment at the time. Uh, we went and um, had uh, a great time. It was We did kind of touristy stuff. Venice and um, uh, Florence, and then, but we also did Verona, which is which was yeah. which was kind of uh, mm. at least uh, from our perspective a little bit off the mm-hmm. beaten path. 
very cool little town, you know, Romeo and Juliet, right. the whole thing, yeah, you know. Two gentlemen of Verona and Shakespeare, right. yeah. yeah. Dave, are you married? You're not married now, but are you no. dating someone? Yes. You said the girlfriend. Lo the lovely, oh, I know, but I don't know if it's still I don't think on. you've met the lovely Brenda, but yes, no. she oh, exists. Good. Yes, she lives in Sharon. She's, we're both divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, yeah. my ex, we're friends. We're cool. Good. We're yeah. very cool. We all live. We all, it's okay. our, our, my girlfriend and I and our respective exes all live within about a quarter mile from each other. So it's, um. It's convenient for the kids, I'll say that. It's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Because okay. you're a catch. Make sure <laughs> Brenda knows it. Well. They love remember, you in the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, a, I'm an open-minded guy. Let's yeah. not rule anything out here, people. Who knows? Who knows? Right. What? But this is this is no, but yeah, wait till you see my life story. I mean, it'll have lots of twists and turns. Okay. So, um, we need a title for the movie of your life. Um uh, so many possibilities. I'll come up with that. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. I shave my legs. For this. That's I what know. I was thinking. Yeah. The, what's it called? I, 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 no, no, no. I'm, we're actually writing a book about my life, and the book is called "David Joseph Every Dress Has a Story." But I used to say I want to write the story of my life and call it the David Joseph story. I shave my balls for this. <laughs> <laughs> I said legs. Yeah, he said legs, but I don't have a filter. Um, that is a winner right there. Right. I'm so shaved. <laughs> I shaved my balls for this. I I waxed my balls. No, I shaved <laughs> my balls. Yeah, for this. I think I shaved. shaved yeah. yeah, because. Um, and a uh, couple cookies here. How your clients, the people that you work with, how would they describe you in a word? Chubby. No, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, friendly, fun. fun, loving, kind. Okay. I hope. Yeah. Um, and uh, favorite dessert. I know I'm jumping all around. Oh, chocolate. Oh. Uh, uh, okay, uh, I can tell you exactly. Coconut cream pie. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the best. Any kind of coconut, anything. Give me mm -hmm. coconut. I I love coconut cream pie so much that I have. I used to, as a kid, have trouble watching the episodes of Gilligan's Island where they had <gasps> coconut because they always had coconut cream pie because everything was made of coconuts, coconuts. Right. and it would look so Even good. Even the bras. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's. Uh, Couple more. This is just for fun. So give me an. Now we're in true Mad Lib ter territory. Give me an adjective that begins with uh, the letter S. That's a descriptive word, uh, David. Stunning. That's good. <laughs> um, and uh, your favorite zoo animal? Like I said, Mad Lib. Elephant. Okay, and um, a prize won in a carnival or an arcade. I had a lot of fun writing this thing. A prize won in a carnival or an arcade. Yeah. A, a stuffed animal of some sort. A stuffed what? Kangaroo. A stuffed kangaroo. Okay. Kangaroo. Wait, no, not stuffed kangaroo. A stuffed giraffe. Okay. That would be my thing. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I think we're done. When we return, kids, you will hear the story of David Joseph. It may or may not have balls in the title <laughs> and, uh, and elsewhere. And, um, Stay tuned on the other side. You'll hear the trailer, and we will perform it for you live on the Boston <laughs> Podcast. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning 
And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. From Pod 617 Productions comes the story of someone who wanted to lift people up and make people feel the way they aspire to be. You need to find yourself, find your niche, and then go fuck yourself. He grew up on the tough streets of Providence, Rhode Island. It's the kind of place where you can get bullied, but I found my way through. He always wanted to be a fashion designer. I loved designing dresses, dreamed of doing dresses for Melissa Manchester and Cher. As a baby homo, that was my dream. <laughs> And I've got to live it out both of those dreams. But at first, he toiled as a costume maker, the most humbling job he ever had. Was in Providence, Rhode Island, sewing for Trinity Rep when I didn't know how to sew on velvet. They got rid of me after one day. Along the way, he drew inspiration from Bob Mackey and Yolanda Salucci. Yolanda inspired me to open my store, and we've been friends, side-by-side friends, for our entire lives now. Soon he set his sights on becoming a true designer. It was in my blood. (laughs) And everything changed when I met actress Kay Ballard. I was just 16. She wore my dress on the Merv Griffin show and talked all about me to the national audience. Everything changed after that. The trajectory of my life took me in places I never thought I'd be. But he had to deal with the challenge of just keeping the doors open. And keeping my pants up. <laughs> you need to know something about business, I tell students. They were the, the lowest of lows, but the highest of highs, too. And now we are in a great place, me and my honey. He was kind of like Wonder Woman. Well, she's fabulous. <laughs> I'd be her fashion designer any day. Someday you will find him and Daniel in Italy. Where every chubby designer wants to go for the food. <laughs> Plus, it's my heritage. My real last name's Prignano. That's Italian. Coming soon. I shaved my ball for this. I shaved... No, balls. There's two of them. Actually, I have three. Coming Coming soon. That's that's the sequel. Three balls. Coming soon. I shaved my balls for this. The story of David Joseph. It's a tale of friendliness, fun, and coconut cream pie. (laughs) You know what they say? You know what they all say? A stunning elephant always gets the studded giraffe. I shaved my balls for this. Yep. The story of David Joseph. Coming soon. Yep. Don't, don't miss it. A movie on Lifetime TV. Well, I have to make sure no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> judging, judging by the... Um, Ovation. Judging by the ovation, uh, I think the public should give the public what they want. I think the movie's a winner. I do. Um, Did you have fun constructing that? That was a ball. This is the most fun I've had in an hour with my clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Without coconut cream pie. Well, we'll have to have you back. Yes. (laughs) Well, we can at least have coconut cream pie left. So once again, it's the great David Joseph and the great Dan Forster. Mm -hmm. And thanks so much for being here. You just Google the man in fashion. uh, David Joseph Fashions, David Joseph Designer. Remind us the name of that event again so they can Google it. Fashion to the Rescue 2020. Awesome, awesome cause. Yeah, at Fenway Johnny's, of course. April sixteenth. All right, everybody. Um, And sorry, I was quieting down the crowd. We'll have you back sometime. I think. Anytime. I think. All right. 
Thanks for joining us here at the pod617.com studios. You could have your own podcast, kids. Just go to pod617.com. All the info is there. You could be the next big podcast star. Also, thanks to our <laughs> friends at Adori, A-D-O-R-I. Go to the App Store, kids. Download the Adori app. Your podcast will come to life with pictures and all kinds of fabulous things. Yes, that was for you guys. Um, on behalf of David and Daniel, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. <laughs> Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy. I'm not this is the most fun I've had in an hour with my clothes on.